bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF. Hey, Fly Crew, what's going on? This is your captain speaking. My name is Michelle, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Daniel. Dan, are you excited about Christmas? Um, I mean, I guess I should be. Okay, well, way to like really take it down there. <laughs> Christmas is not as important to me as it is to you. That's true. I kind of freak out over Christmas. I love it so much. Uh, we do have three Christmas trees in a really small apartment, and I'm just... uh. Technically, don't you have like 15? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a bit much. I think I've got like maybe 10. No, <gasps> that's not true. You're right. I do have... a. Okay, so yeah, I got, you got like six right behind you. Yeah, I have a lot of Christmas trees. Yeah, she kind of goes all out. Yeah, kind of. But like, I want more. Okay, this podcast is not about Christmas. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the Christmas tree podcast. <laughs> Express yourself about your, <laughs> about Christmas trees. Oh, Christmas tree. Dear Christmas tree. Let's get this together. Uh, Yeah, good idea. Let's go. Because it's like after 3 a.m. and I'm getting a little loopy. That's the perfect time to record a podcast. <laughs> But the show must go on, and with our crazy schedule, like it's it's difficult to actually plan this out. So we're just going to do this. We're going to power through and get this done. Let's go. Oh, and a little uh, side note. I'm using a different mic. A podcast friend of mine sent me one of his mics to test out because it. Uh, we think it works a little bit better with my voice. So let me know if it sounds better than normal. Does he sound more sensual than normal? That's weird. Don't. Let's. let Okay. What are we talking about? What's the news? Oh, my goodness. But the first thing, got a few roster updates. I'm not going to go too deep into it. Uh, I was going to mention a couple of the signings, and there are quite a few cuts. Which was to be expected with a roster yes. of, what, over 90? Yeah, we're starting around 90 players, and that has to be cut down to 75 before training camp even starts. And then they start the season with a 50-man roster? 52. Okay. So, there's. I mean, this is just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. It's something that, you know, we knew was going to happen, but just in the excitement, you kind of forget about. Yeah. And now reality is setting in. And so, like, a lot of the players that we've been following all this time, they're not going to be around. Which which does suck. Yeah. But a couple of players have been signed. Who was signed? Wide receiver Fabian Guerrera. Uh-huh. Guerrera. I'm not sure. You want to keep butchering that? <laughs> Let's keep doing it. Uh, Guerrera. No. Anyway, wide receiver played for the AFL, Arena Football League. Uh, NFL Draft Diamonds called him the best wide receiver in arena football. Wow. So it's something. And watch his highlights. It's, he's he's amazing. Yeah, and I feel like I've seen him on the Express Insta stories recently, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I had to check that out. Definitely. Uh, defensive end Sam Montgomery, who is a class act. Why he, do you say that? Because <laughs> I, I post player cards, especially for the new ones. I want to do for all the players, but that's a lot. And so I posted his, and he actually like replied to it, and we kind of chatted for a bit. And then somebody pointed out that I used the wrong image, and that's actually somebody else I was on the Texans <laughs> at the same time. And he didn't say anything, call me out about it. So yeah. I'm like, I posted the correct image, and I apologized to him. I was like, oh man, it's cool. And he's throwing out like the jargon. So he's like, because whenever he like replied to both of them, he replied to both tweets, uh-huh. um, talking about like, you know, or I'm on board, like, planes away whatever you know stupid shit like that yeah and then whenever i apologize for posing the wrong image like don't worry about it it's just a little bit of turbulence we're getting back on track it's like yes okay well it's kind of cool that he's in on the jargon you guys know how i feel about the jargon and and the the hashtags and the everything associated with the name but it's cool that he was kind of in on it and like 
he's really taking it on that that's his team. So that's really cool to see. We all know you love it. And we, you know, we got to talk about that quite a bit in a recent interview we did. Yeah, we were guests on another podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we got invited to the Alliance Football Podcast, which just started up. We're on the second episode. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. Why um, to start off strong? <laughs> exactly. I mean, not to tune our own horns, but no, we've no, been no, not again. Oh, I thought you were going to say beep, beep, <laughs> like you just did in his podcast yesterday. Uh, why, Michelle, that's so corny. Don't say that. <gasps> oh, how dare you? I'll put a link to the episode in the description. Be sure to check it out. Yeah. So just a quick thing about his show. It's about the alliance as a total league. It's, he's not team specific. So he's going to be covering a lot about the whole league. Yeah. One other roster move we should talk about. Definitely. Andrew East is no longer on the team. I really hope that that. Well, OK, there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, but he signed with Washington. Yep. When they placed their current long snapper on IR. Was he like, I guess, injured? Yeah, it's a lower back injury. And getting this late in the season, you know, their playoff hopes are non-existent. <laughs> but, you know, there's no point in keeping him around, especially their season's over. They can put him on IR, let him heal and then bring in Andrew East to cover for him for the rest of the season. So it's likely that he's not going to be signed next year and will be free to play for the Express. Right. So just because he's playing with Washington for now doesn't mean he won't still be our long snapper. Wait, unless they signed a long snapper. What? I feel like he told me they signed a long snapper. Not that I'm aware of. I haven't seen anything. They signed a punter. Uh, A while ago. A kicker. Long, even longer. Weird. OK, sorry. <laughs> Michelle, get it together. Can you tell that I don't care as, as much as Dan does? <laughs> I care. I care. But Dan's the one that's like really on it. Yeah. And we'll probably cover all the cuts in our bonus episode. Oh, a little yeah. plug for that bonus <laughs> content. So expect that soon. But that's all for roster moves. So I want to give a quick shout out to all the awesome people that have left us reviews. People have left us reviews? I know. I'm nervous and excited <laughs> all at the same time. So the reviews we've gotten on the official channels have all been good. Okay. There have been some unofficial reviews, just like in the internet sphere. What? That criticize our offensive language. Oh, okay. I think we actually talked about that last week anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, moving on to the official five-star reviews from iTunes, <gasps> or technically Apple Podcasts. So Jay is for James, which he ah, was commenting. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Jay is for James? Thanks for leaving a review. He says the podcast is great. It is very informative about what is going on with Memphis AAF team. I also like that it can be listened to and understood by people of all experience with football. Keep up the good work. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit on the interview we did with the Alliance Football Podcast. But that's kind of the dynamic that we went through from the beginning. That, that was the whole point of really doing this podcast. Not only did Dan have the passion for this league and this team, but we wanted to, because I don't know as much as Dan does, like we just said, Dan's the one that does all the research. He's the one that has the football knowledge. He knows a lot of that stuff, but I don't. So he's able to explain it to me and in turn explain it to you guys. And it makes it a conversation, which uh, it's just exciting because that was the whole intent of our show. Yeah. Eli Walks 92, which I think is Eli Walker, who we had on the show. Yeah. Who did sign with the Carolina Cobras, I believe. All right. Way to go. Yeah. He said, I love that they are taking the initiative to inform everyone about this new football league. They do a great job explaining all the teams while making it fun and enjoyable. That's so cool. Now, both of these reviews are kind of old, so that's why they're talking about like being new. Oh, okay. We're a little late on the ball. <laughs> Sorry about that. 
And then Ebert with a zero instead of a O. Anyway, E-B-R-0-T. There you go. They said, love Jacob's enthusiasm, especially moving your family 500 miles. What a guy. And that, oh. that was right after we had Jacob Wintershine talk about the uh, tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny story. Yeah. So when we went to the, oh, it was the quarterback draft event. Um, mm-hmm. He was obviously there. He works for the team. It was a big team thing. So we were talking to him at one point and he said that he, he went back and listened to the the episode that he was on. I'm sure he listens to all of them in that one in particular. He was like, I listened back and I said something really funny. I said, I moved my family 500 miles. I don't know what I was talking about. I don't have like a wife and kids. I have two cats. <laughs> That's my family is my two cats. Which in all fairness, we, I call our pets my, like our family. Yeah. There are little critters. Yeah. So anyway, funny story. Not that that makes him any less of a good guy. No, absolutely not. But it was just funny that he said that. Yeah. And then the most recent one from D Lane 1906 says, great podcast and all your Memphis Express news. I love the podcast and how you guys both talk like some true fans and are very down to earth. Thank you for always giving us the best info and opinions on the league. Hell yeah. That's really, really cool. Like, it's so exciting to get that feedback because... Like I said, like our intent is for it to be accessible for all levels of fans. We want to definitely talk about the Express, but it, it's cool that they're saying that we also talk about the league, which we do. So I don't know. It's just it's really cool to get that feedback. It's like the things that we wanted out of this are happening. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys want to leave a review, if you want to just give us some feedback, um, the easiest way to do it is just go to memphisaaf.com slash review, and that'll take you to Podchaser where you can rate and review as you will please do as long as it's good i don't want to hear that <laughs> negative feedback shit <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that i cuss too much grow up babies oh my god <laughs> maybe we shouldn't antagonize our listeners all right all right you're, you're right sorry about that fuck <laughs> <laughs> calm down they are sensitive apparently so all right what you got um and then i can't remember where i pulled this from i think somebody tweeted at me at us i should say no, you. It's you. <laughs> um, I definitely don't speak for everyone. This is what this person has said. I definitely don't speak for everyone, but I like that you include XFL stuff and have the comparisons. Very informative. Yeah, that's. I'm glad that they said that because we asked that in a previous episode where we were talking about a little bit of XFL news because I don't know anything about it. So I would love for Dan to tell me and therefore tell us on the podcast more about the XFL, how it compares to the AAF, stuff like that. But because this is an AAF podcast, we wanted to know what you guys thought. So there's a little bit of feedback that they're interested in kind of all of it, which is cool. Yeah. So we're going to be covering like the big news with the XFL. We're not going to go in depth on it, mainly because like we're here to support the city, not necessarily the league as a whole. So like our focus is Memphis Express. And it's going to be hard to cover them all because the seasons overlap. I mean, they're at the exact same time. So there's no way we could talk about this and the XFL all at the same time. But the reality is the XFL is going to be a major player when it comes to the success or failure of the AAF. And so just knowing who they are is important just as a fan. And we may mention some of the other ones. I know we've talked about the APL. Um, There's also the Freedom Football League. Wait a minute. The APL, we talked about as a total joke, but apparently their tryouts like sold out or something. Oh, yeah. They They filled up. Yeah, they had to add like a couple to accommodate all the players that want to, which at first, I was thinking that's a good sign for them. But on the other hand, like getting players to show up is easy. Yeah. You know, these players are desperate for a chance. They really want the opportunity to play football. 
So finding players to show up to a tryout and to actually play the game is easy. It's getting the fans to show up. That's the challenge. Right, for sure. Has there been any update from the APL since tryouts? Not that I've really seen. I mean, they've, they, they're getting active on social media. All right. Um, so there is activity there, but I haven't really looked too much into it. Gotcha. And apparently there's like four or five other leagues starting up. I don't know. Wow. It's getting kind of crazy. That is crazy. But I feel like the AAF and the XFL are going to be the big dogs in the game. Right. But like you said, it's not about getting the teams together and the players and everything. It's about getting fans. So, mm-hmm. guys, if you're listening and, and you're excited about the, the AAF as a league and the team that you support, whether it be Express, hopefully, or another team, just show your support. Buy the merch. Show up to games. Show up and show out and show that this is what we want. There's there's a fandom there and we wanted to stick around. And if you do get season tickets to the hub, you get free drink tickets. Hell yeah. And you can join and party with us. Hell yeah. And that's the real prize. I mean, really, it really is. <laughs> I'm such a treat. Shall we move on? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Before your head gets any bigger. I don't know if it can. So a lot of people have been critical of the alliance because there hasn't been enough promotion and advertising and just exposure to the country as a whole. Feel that? Well, things kind of changed this weekend when the AAF put out quite a bit of promotion during the NFL games. Yeah, and I hadn't seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Really, we're so busy. I really make time to watch the Niners, and that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. If there's a good matchup, I'll watch that, but not really. So during the Niners game, one of the announcers made the comment about Josh Johnson being the first pick in the AAF draft. Right. It was just kind of like a quick mention but the fact that it's out there is like hey that's awesome right the fact that it's like being taken seriously it's not a joke and it's just being it's in the same conversation during an nfl game is really cool yeah and then some fans mentioned that the commercial that was kind of showcased by the aaf it's the like all neon robot thing oh yeah (laughs) that was played okay and then during the steelers game you know how they have like the score on the bottom of the screen yeah sometimes They'll have a graphic to advertise like a TV show or something else. Well, this one, they advertise the AAF. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like a lower third. Yeah, exactly. All right. But it was so cool that there's a lot of promotion. I totally agree that there hasn't been enough stuff out there, but I don't know. It's hard because it's a startup league. Like you want to make sure you get it right before you go out there and just say, hey, this is happening. Like everyone show up because you don't want everyone to see you fail. Yeah. On the other hand, like we said, like the most important part about this league is going to be getting fans in the seats. So if they don't even know that it's happening, then you won't get, you know, tickets sold. So and it's really all a part of Ebersol's kind of like grand scheme of like slowly dripping out the content and walking back and forth across the field as he does. So (laughs) (laughs) I cannot get over that. Yeah, it's so dumb. (laughs) But it's going to ramp up as we get closer to the start of the season which is really smart because had they done promotion like early on there's not really enough to get the casual fan to stick around Mm -hmm. so if you think back before they showcased the names and logos there wasn't really a team name to rally behind it was just alliance memphis yeah so you got the people who are really excited your early adopters you know they jumped on back then but now, you know, we got the logos, we got the colors, we got the team names, we got the jerseys, we got the helmets, we got all these things for people to latch onto. Yeah. So now you can ramp up the promotion 
and people have something to bond with. Yeah, absolutely. Now that the branding is out there and it's getting closer to the end of the season, like you said, there are teams that don't even have playoff chances. So maybe in those markets in particular, we can say this football is coming. I don't know how that really plays into each other, but I'm just saying like, I think it's really cool that they're ramping up the ads and promotion like that. Yeah. And I was listening to an older episode of the Shipyard podcast, and they kind of talk about a similar thing and how the AAF is doing it differently than the XFL because the XFL is just like announcing everything. There's a lot of promotion, but they just announced the teams. So there's no names. There's no nothing. So it's kind of the opposite. Like they're doing a lot of promotion early on, Mm -hmm. whereas the AAF is like getting everything in place as they ramp up their promotion. Yeah, I think they kind of have to because the AAF is starting and they don't want to be behind. They want you to know that the XFL is coming. So I think that they're playing a little bit of catch up in the fact that their league is starting a year after the AAF. Yeah, and it's kind of like how effective will that be because they get all this promotion now and they do have the benefit of a name recognition. Yeah. Since the XFL is a joke, but it's still in people's consciousness. I think you could see on my face that that was exactly what I was about (laughs) to say. Like, yeah, they have a reputation, but for not being taken seriously. But I think there's still enough that people are going to tune in, at least for the first game, to see what it's all about. They have enough pull to get that. Yeah. And if they actually play real football and not try to be all gimmicky, they have a chance to kind of be significant. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and how they have their rebirth. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation that in the future, we'll see an AAF XFL championship game. I can I can see that happening. But the problem is, is it's different styles of football. Isn't well, it? We, we don't know. The XFL hasn't announced it. Oh, I guess we knew back then that it was different. It was if they play arena football like they did before, then yeah. obviously it wouldn't work. Right. But I don't think they're going to do that. Right. Okay, can we talk about a different team for a little bit? Just a smidgen? Uh, depends on the team. The Atlanta Legends. Oh, sure. Yeah, because like I keep asking you, is, is that even happening? Because <laughs> I see fan accounts and, and we interact with people that are excited about all the other teams. I never hear about the Legends. Okay, so it's funny that you mentioned that because very recently a Twitter account popped up that's going to be for a podcast dedicated to the Legends. Really? Yeah. So there is somebody out there that cares. At least one person. Uh, welcome to, if you're listening, welcome to the podcast family. Yeah. Uh, it's great to have you. There's there's some healthy rivalries and, and a lot of camaraderie here. <laughs> there is a lot of rivalry between the commanders and the fleet. Yeah, we were talking to someone else about that recently, and they said that it was kind of manufactured. How do you feel about that? I think it's fun. Um because there's tension between the team presidents. Yeah. And they're really kind of egging it on. And the podcast Twitter accounts and podcasts themselves have really kind of taken up the baton and have extended the rivalry to the podcast realm. So there's kind of a similar thing with Koshe, Irby, and Michael. What's his name? Uh, what L? Thank you. Um, the two presidents of the Memphis Express and the Apollos, uh, Orlando Apollos. Is there a rivalry on Twitter that reflects that between the team presidents? And if so, does that mean that we have a rivalry with the, what is the name of the Apollo's podcast? Apollo's Arrow? The Quiver. Oh, okay. The Apollo's Arrow is their blog, and the Quiver is the podcast for Apollo's Arrow. Gotcha. So, uh, the Quiver looks like we might be rivals. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's throw down. I, I didn't make it this way. The Talk co- to your president. Exactly. Which, okay. I just remembered this. 
actually made a note about this to talk about, but then it gets, I make notes and it gets kind of lost. So I end up talking about another one. <laughs> so I'm glad we talked, brought that up, but I just want to real quick call out a wet blanket in sports media. A wet blanket? One Mr. Darren Ravel, I think his name. Okay. He, Ravel. That's my guess. Ravel? Sure. That He does look like a pompous person <laughs> that would have that kind of name. He looks like a dick. He was born Ravel. But then he changed his name to Ravel. So why do we hate Mr. Ravel? So he's the one that broke the news of the jerseys. So the jerseys are supposed to be released during the draft. Right. Like later in the day. Well, he released the images early in the morning. So that's what everybody's talking about. And it really spoiled the surprise. Yeah. If you go back and listen to what happened and, and that, oh, yeah, 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 it was during the QB draft. And I was mm-hmm. like, it would have been so much cooler if they had just waited until the QB draft and they had done it during the show. Yeah, because all the teams like during their watch parties had a big, quote unquote, big reveal. But it was just kind of like, yeah, we've already seen this. Right. Well, not only was it leaked by him, but then the Express just released it. Well, yeah, because all of like all the fan accounts, and everybody else was sharing it all around. So they kind of had to like step up like, all right, let us you know get in on this and have the official reveal now. So that was a bummer. And then now he is criticizing, I think it was the Apollos, on their ticket pricing. Okay. Saying that it's too expensive for a product that you don't know. Any, like, you don't know how good the product is going to be. Bitch, have you looked at NFL ticket prices? Yeah. You want it to be free? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous because you can get a season ticket for $15 a game. You can get single tickets for 20 bucks. Yeah. You can get midfield tickets for $35 on the field, the sideline seats. There's a section for $35, but he thinks that's too much. And Michael Waddell, the team president for the Apollos, was going back and forth, kind of like, what are you talking about? And he was still being like hypercritical. Like, what percentage is like, you know, these cheaper prices? And like, Waddell broke it down by percentage. Well, 33% is this price, 22% is this price, like going on and on. And it's just like very classy. I will give him props as much as I don't like him because he is kind of a big mouth. It was really cool to see him like put this guy in his place, but like just sit down. Yeah. And I actually kind of want to go back a little bit. I don't want us to seem like we have all this money. We can afford all these things. I mean, we're in the hub, which is a cheaper ticket price. And I would probably prefer to be in the uh, climate oh, yeah. controlled seats. But those are a hell of a lot more expensive. Uh, we live on a budget, so I don't want I don't <laughs> want to come off as insensitive for those that are living on maybe even tighter budgets than we are. Um, but the fact that you want to come with such hate and you want to just like be full on without even like talking to anyone. I don't know. It just seems like bitch, be humble. Sit the fuck down. Exactly. Like you said, there are really expensive seats. I think 850 is like the highest I've seen. Uh-huh. But these are like the all inclusive catered drinks everything box suites it's the premium yeah but there's there are affordable options out there and that's one thing that the aaf has done really well is make these games affordable right they want to they want it to be as accessible as we want our podcast to be to everyone else and if it's still out of your budget or you just don't want to go you can still stream every single game for free on their app right so if you don't want to spend the money you because he didn't you say that he had a problem with like how are you going to charge so much for a product that no one knows anything about? Yeah. Okay, fine. Don't buy tickets. Watch it on the app. Watch the one game a week that's going to be streamed on CBS and then make your decision to maybe buy season tickets next year or just bitch about it then. I don't know. Just shut up. <laughs> He'll find some way to complain. I'm sure he will. But I wanted to give a big props to Michael Waddell for handling 
that situation by by shutting him down with elegance and class. Way to go. You get an extra bag of peanuts. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our version of the crisp five. If you listen to the shipyard, they say like someone's getting a crisp five, like they get a high five essentially. Ours is a bag of peanuts. You yeah. get an extra bag of peanuts this week. There we go. If you want to get an extra bag of peanuts. Uh, <laughs> Did you say penis? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get an extra bag of peanuts, uh, I don't I don't know. What kind of criteria do you want? Be badass. There you go. So back to the legends that started all this. <laughs> uh, they have hired a coach, Dr. Jen Welter. Sounds like a female. <laughs> Shocking. It is. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So not only is she the first female coach in the AAF, she was also the first female coach in the NFL. Breaking glass ceilings all over the place. So we don't care about the legends, obviously, but we thought this is cool. You should know. They get an extra bag of peanuts. <laughs> wow. Double bag of peanuts this week? Yeah. I guess we are rolling in the money. <laughs> nice. I love that. That was a good comeback. We can upgrade their seats to first class. Oh, another one. <laughs> guys, guys, I think Michelle is hopping on board. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the main event. That was really funny. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Woo! So this is a topic we have covered, I think, on a couple episodes, but new development in Tennessee makes this even more important and even more relevant than before. Okay. So this is about gambling. All right. So one of the big, I'll speculate a little bit. One of the big aspects of the business model for the AAF is gambling. Right. Because they would have been able to obviously make money, but like enhance the, the fan experience. Exactly. And Charlie Ebersol did an interview where he made the comment that the AAF is a tech company first and like a football product second. Really? Yeah. Which makes sense because football is football. There's only so much you can do to improve it. Okay. And so to take it to the next level... We're introducing technology. Sure. And that makes sense why they have an engineering blog. Yeah, exactly. Because they're a tech company. I see. So if you kind of look at the two founders, you got Charlie Ebersol is the tech guy and then Bill Polian is a football guy. Sure. So it's not like they're neglecting the football side of things, <laughs> obviously. Right. But Charlie Ebersol's focus is a technology. And we've seen that with the next gen stats that we're going to have and all the players and the kind of data we're going to see, as well as the free app, built-in fantasy football. And also the partnership with MGM to have sports gambling in the AAF. But it also makes sense why they have like the next gen stats. They are working on the gambling stuff, which we're about to get into more. And they've got the briefcase, like we talked about in the last episode, <laughs> the data briefcase. Yeah. I think they call it a snowball. I don't know why. Anyway, but you can see like there is a huge technology influx into football to enhance the fan experience, which is like the mission statement of the AAF. The difference is this is a league starting in 2018, whereas like the NFL has to like catch up because they weren't really on board with all the technology. I don't know. So it's just different. Yeah, it's easy for a startup to make these improvements or like kind of have this kind of influx technology, whereas the NFL is such a huge machine to get that kind of transition is really difficult. Absolutely. So one of the ways the AAF is looking to find success is through sports gambling, because of the history of sports gambling in the U.S. is very restricted. Yeah. That, I mean, I almost feel like I would kind of be interested in it, but I 
still feel like it's illegal somehow. Maybe it's not even, but I don't know. <laughs> it's I just dirty. Yeah, it just feels kind of seedy. Yeah, but for me, like I've never had the luck for it. I think I've won twenty dollars on a scratcher, but every time I like I gamble, I always lose everything. So I'm not gonna participate. Scratchers. <laughs> I, I used to have like a thing. I used to love scratch offs. A thing, addiction, whatever. You fed into it. Fair enough, fair enough. Now I want to go get some scratch offs. Oh my god. Let's make this a big Christmas. But back to the gambling and and the AAF. The fact that they are bringing in gambling to be a part of it and not just like a CD offshoot of this league, it brings in a totally new audience. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe they're not like diehard football fans, but it's a way to find other revenue sources for the league. Which is what you need in a startup. Yeah. Especially when all the teams are owned by the league and not they're not like independently owned. Yeah. So roundabout way to bring up a development in Tennessee. Okay. I think I mentioned it when we first brought up the gambling um, but a recent Supreme Court ruling took the federal government out of the legalization of sports gambling. Okay. Before it was illegal at the federal level, except for like Vegas and New Jersey, I think. Weird. Oh, that makes sense. Atlantic yeah. City. Yeah. So that was the only place you actually gamble on sports. Now the Supreme Court has ruled it's not up to the federal government. It's up to the states to decide for themselves. Okay. So I think eight states have legalized sports gambling. Um, D.C. is the latest to kind of move it through, okay. which is weird because they actually have to have Congress sign off on it. But that's a whole nother story. Ooh, politics. <laughs> and whether it's a coincidence or it was intentional, it coincides with the AAF that with this ruling, it makes it much more feasible that the AAF could find revenue source through sports gambling. Sure. Absolutely. If more states kind of sign on to it, which brings us to Tennessee. One of the holdups with Tennessee is the idea that we need a constitutional amendment to legalize sports gambling. Okay. So the attorney general for Tennessee... Wait, wait, and constitutional amendments are really hard to pass. Yes. Okay. This is the Tennessee state constitution, not the U.S. constitution, just to clarify. Okay. So there has to be a constitutional amendment in order for there to be gambling, right? So... Okay. That was the idea. Okay. But something has changed. Yes. Okay. So the Tennessee attorney general wrote an opinion piece talking about how the state doesn't need to pass a constitutional amendment to legalize sports gambling. Essentially, it removes a huge hurdle for the process. So now we'll actually get to participate in the gambling? Not so fast. Oh, what? <laughs> it removes a hurdle, but it still has to be crossed. Okay, so that leads me to my question, which I had earlier. If there is no gambling in Tennessee, it's going to be hard to regulate. I guess is my point, because if there's no like if it's not legalized in Tennessee, does that mean that we don't have access to that app based on our geolocation? What if we go? What if Mississippi legalizes this and we have like a Tennessee address or like it's, it's, it's going to be hard to break it down? Like, is it going to be on geolocation, on phone number? Like, how does it work on your address? I would imagine. So, yeah, that's really difficult. Obviously, you can have physical locations where you have gambling. Right. And that could be easily regulated. Right. But didn't you say it would be on the app, though? Right. So there's going to be a separate app uh, that MGM has that will have AAF gambling. It's not going to be in the Alliance of American Football app. It's going to be a separate app, which, for one, keeps the AAF app family friendly, as well as helps regulate between the states that have legalized it and have not. Sure. Okay. But it's going to be hard to regulate. It'll be interesting to see how they can do it. I wonder if there are other apps out there that are broken down based on 
your location. Yeah, obviously you can do it by country, which is much easier. Right. And I don't know. Uh, would it be by your VPN your, or your, what is it? Your IP address. Right. That's possible. And I know you could probably do it like if you, in order to claim your winnings, you had to like put in your personal information in order to actually participate. But does that mean as a resident of Tennessee, we won't be able to, even if we go to Mississippi? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. That's for yeah. sure. I feel like this whole section has been kind of dry. I don't think so. I mean, I think it. So let's break it down. Recap. Okay. So before you, if you lived in Tennessee, you couldn't do sports gambling. There had to be a constitutional amendment. Correct. Update. Maybe not a constitutional amendment. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that right now you can go gambling on the AAF. So like our state representative, state senator, Brian Kelsey, is looking into um, introducing legislation that will legalize sports gambling. So the process has started. Unfortunately, our new governor is against it, Bill Lee. I know a lot of you guys that are listening don't live in Tennessee, so this might not matter to you. But it does pertain if your state is looking into it. Right. It's still relevant league-wide because this is like just it's interesting to see how this goes from being nationally regulated to state regulated and then how that affects the league. Yeah. So that was the main event. Let's move on from the dry stuff. Get into some more fun stuff. We're going to plug our stuff. We also need to thank our producers this week. Yes. Our producer this week is Van Awesome of the Shipyard Podcast. Be sure to check him out. And our executive producer this week is Andrew Martin. Thank you so much for helping us with the show. And if you want to be a producer on this show, all you got to do is go to memphisaf.com slash Patreon and become a supporter and you become a producer. And you'll also get access to this content that we've teased a couple of times. There's nothing up yet, but we are in, in the process of recording it and getting that up for all of our patrons. You get access to that exclusive content in the bonus episodes. Absolutely. I'm working on a couple of videos of the mini camp. And last week you put up one for Zach Met and Bacon Cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we got some footage of him throwing. Uh, we got uh, some footage of him during mini camp. Yep. So that's up on Patreon. Um, that is open to the public, so if you want to watch it, it's free to watch. And then you'll get early access to the videos that I'm going to be making of Brandon Silvers and Christian Hackenberg. And also, quickly, if you are listening to this episode within the first 24, possibly 48 hours after it gets released, we are going to be doing a call-in Q&A episode to come out next week, the week of Christmas. So send us your questions. We have a phone number. Uh, for Colin, and it is 901-352-0177. Again? 901-352-0177. So Colin, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it, part of it, all of it on this the show. We'll respond to your voicemails. And then if you want to hit us up via any of our social media platforms or the website, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, just go to memphisaf.com and you'll find everything you need to get in contact with us there. That's all we got. If you are someone that celebrates Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you're traveling, safe travels. And uh, you'll hear from us next week. In a mouth. How lonely are your branches?